Welcome, listeners, to www.ironradio.org, the website and podcast for all things strength sports and sports nutrition. With your hosts, Lonnie Lowry. Remember, Phil is like a gnarled old oak tree held together with scar tissue and bone spurs. Rob Fortney. And I'm telling you, the pain that I would suffer was beyond excruciating. And Phil Stevens. Do it, Rob. You'll kill all those nerves. Thanks for listening. Welcome, IronRadio.org listeners. This is Lonnie Lowry. I am an exercise physiology professor, and I'm a bodybuilder. And this is Phil Stevens. I'm a strength coach, power lifter, run Strength Guild, and liftforhope.org. Right on. Uh, we've got an early episode, actually, for you this time. We're recording it early anyway. Uh, so you, some of you might have something uh, time-wise open over the holiday, so you can actually listen to us. Yeah, and by this time tomorrow, we'll probably be in a food-induced coma. Oh, I've so. already got eggnog in my hand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, we're going to start off with uh, a little bit of science news. Strength and muscle sport news. The first is from um, a fine radio friend, Sean Casey. Uh, and I've also got a paper uh, on gratitude and well-being, sort of thematic for the holidays. But first, let me tell you about what Sean Casey sent here. Uh, he just said, hey guys, I thought you might find this of interest. Brand spanking new study, November 2012, out of the American Academy of Pediatrics. They almost paint the idea of muscle building behaviors, close quote, in youth to be a bad thing. Here are some direct quotes. Now, I went and actually looked at this particular um, paper, and I don't know. It's written by three women, uh, Marla Eisenberg, Melanie Wall, and Diane Newmark, uh, who's also a dietitian. And I don't know. I think Sean's on to something when he says they almost have an anti-muscularity. It almost sounds a little anti-male. Um, here are some of the quotes that Sean was concerned about. Um, for each of the three unhealthy behaviors, and then in parentheses, use of protein, steroids, or other substances. Here's another one. Other substances consisted of, quote, muscle-building substances such as creatine and amino acids. Later it says, uh, Sean states, I just kind of skimmed the article. I may have missed something, but I don't think they ever state how creatine, protein, or amino acids are actually unhealthy. So kudos to Sean for looking deeper and saying, well, wait a minute. You know, you're lumping yeah. these things together. In fact, when I looked at the paper myself – I saw several times where they, they mentioned protein and steroids like in the same breath. And mm -hmm. it's like, wait a minute, you know, what do you actually know about protein powders? You know, and why are the, why is this unhealthy? This is absurd. Um, it would sound self-serving for me to say I should think they should read the, my book, but yeah, it's yeah. not, these are not my opinions. You know, this is a collection of protein experts from around the world. Um, you know, and protein is not dangerous. And certainly what's more dangerous, uh, um, using protein powder in a constructive way or um, living at, you know, McDonald's all day long, you know, eating sugar in fries. I don't know. No, so, no, that, I mean, they lumped creatine right in the same category as growth hormone. You know, they were right there in the same same spot. Yeah. I well, mean, that's what I mean. I think... Big it, difference. It, yeah. <laughs> it, it, to me, science is not supposed to be um, subjective, and this yeah. this looks like it's got an air of um, bias to it, to be honest, that they think these things are very uh, unhealthy. 
Um, literally, the, it, Sean says they're put in the, quote, unhealthy behavior category for youth. Yeah. Then he starts ripping on Mike Nelson because he says the lead authors were from the University of Minnesota. <laughs> Mike is from. So it, I do think it's unfortunate. It, it, what it does is it reinforces a stereotype, right? That if you, if you have a muscle pursuing lifestyle or attitude that they're, it's automatically like muscle dysmorphia or, I mean, I'm not even going to get into the argument that even many bodybuilders or powerlifters argue that steroid use is constructive, whereas a lot of um, recreational drugs are destructive, you know. So I'm not even going to go there. Well, right? I'm not sure I agree with the part. It says, you know, the media today is showing bigger and more muscular men. I'm not buying that so much on TV. You know, the days of Arnold Schwarzenegger and Stallone, and those guys were much bigger than the movie stars you see nowadays. I mean, sure, we, every once in a while we got The Rock, you know, but he's in a new movie on what bodybuilding. But other than that, I mean, the movie stars aren't, they're, they're leaner, but much smaller. So, I don't know. No, I agree with that. We were talking about that on a past episode, right? A lot of the yeah. guys that are um, promulgated as action heroes couldn't carry the jock straps of some of these guys from yeah. the past. Uh, here's well, a couple of things. If you go to the actual paper, um, it says, what's known on the subject? Emphasis on muscularity has increased in recent decades. Again, I'm with you. I, I, don't, I don't see that. Um, not certainly in film. Um or if you look at a lot of muscle magazines, they're losing circulation. They're going out of business. Um, it says identifying adolescent populations at risk for unhealthy muscle-enhancing behaviors is of considerable importance. And then it says what this study adds, muscle-enhancing behaviors were common for both boys and girls, uh, and rates are higher than previously reported. Uh, I think it, interestingly they say those of Asian background – are involved more with protein consumption and that sort of thing. Um, anyway, so Eisenberg et al. Sort of controversial, I think. And again, it's um, yeah, it comes across as a, a very negative thing. And I don't know how much they go on if they do. And I didn't read it. I apologize if they have a large section in here, sort of backtracking a little bit and saying, you know, the pursuit of muscularity can also be very healthy. You know, a lot of this I think depends on the people you're around and the coach. Yeah. You know, and um, how you're introduced to a lot of this or how you're de- how you develop uh, towards it. You know, so, I mean, especially when the country is uh, so obese and so weak, mm-hmm. you know, um, we've had guests say that, you know, young people can't even get out of their own way. Um, so you're going to start to say the pursuit, you know, you're going to lift weights and that's bad. And, and again, I, I don't know. It just... I don't see a single male on this list, and I'm not saying that's requisite for this, but I think a lot of our female listeners would quickly, <clears throat> I think, correct these ladies, too. That I, I'm guessing these ladies don't have a ton of background uh, around the positive aspects of strength sports, you know? No, no I agree. And I think I some of our listeners could fix that for them. <laughs> but, I mean, it is largely the, the popular shift. Me and my wife were talking about this today, and, you know, me and my training partner are both we're looking to get larger. We're looking to add weight. And we were talking about how we are, she's like, it's so funny hearing you guys say that, um, when everybody else is, is the opposite way. So, so much about getting smaller and leaner and this and that. It's, we're very much not in the popular norm to be looking to get larger and bigger and stronger. Um, and you know, even, we're at- even more so than prior years. Yes, and I think we're such a subculture. We're such a minority. I think that's why it's easy for people to sort of, point fingers, you know, yeah. out of ignorance, um, sometimes like politicians, 
They love to point fingers at, oh, we're, I'm going to take down these druggy steroid users, for example. Well, yeah. they can do that because they know darn well that anybody who's going to be interested in massive muscles is a tiny fraction of their voter constituency, yes. and they can easily grandstand. And I actually saw um, the vice president do that, and I was a little disappointed because he just seemed to be really chest-beating about you know, the steroid issue, for example, and... You know, he knows he can do that and not lose any votes. If he was going to yeah. do that with alcohol or no. he would have people coming out of the woodwork, you're a jerk, you know, you're not mm-hmm. on our side. And But he, it's easy to, again, you're right, we're such a small section of the population that uh, it's easy to point fingers and, you know, say that we're yeah, unethical or unhealthful. I mean, if you look many decades ago, all the way back to the days where muscular people were portrayed as criminals. Yeah. You know, look at the old Bugs Bunny cartoons, yeah. you know, the Shropshire Slasher. Stuff like that. They're always these big muscular uh, characters. I don't know, but so hopefully this paper doesn't um, reinforce any of those ridiculous stereotypes. Uh, yeah. You know. While while we're on the uh, topic of scientific studies, Aaron Thaw uh, posted one on the Iron Radio listener page. It was a very intriguing study about, uh, you know. Th- she states in the study, there's no question that gazing at the breast makes men healthier. Um, and uh, I did see that. But it lowers their, their risk of a stroke and heart attack in half. Well, I did some digging around, and, well, I think it's a grand study and, and likely true. Um, it's a fake study. So it, it doesn't really exist out there. We were hoping to get it on here and, uh, you know, find the, the abstract at least. But uh, a little bit I of dug homework. around and, yeah, a little bit of homework, and, and it was sadly a fake study. So it's not stopping me. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, thanks for thanks for posting that. It was, it was it was good. Well, you know, I think the common theme with what you just said and what I was talking about is, you know, I'm not going to apologize for engaging in manly behaviors. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it, instead of celebrating the differences in the sexes, which I think people should do, it's there seems to be this, you know, uh, sort of this n- negative focus or. I don't know, or I guess that one was more humorous, but yeah. Anyway. So how's your beard coming, Lonnie? Oh, I'm I'm taking pictures of it every couple of days. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've got sort of a red salt and pepper thing going on. I haven't grown it out for a while like this, but you know what's freaking me out a little bit the most is the mustache part. But it is November, so yeah. Almost That's... trimmed it. I almost trimmed it. I'm like, nope. <laughs> No. My mustache is the part that bothers me the most. When it starts going down into my mouth, it's, oh, it, it annoys the hell out of me. So, yeah, I have to trim that. But other than that, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually not. I'm just trying to push it to the side. So. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I'll, maybe I'll update the, the thread on our Facebook page. Uh, yeah. And you know what? In the future, uh, I think we definitely need to mobilize our listenership to um, address some of these male issues. I mean, there's a poster in the hallway. There's some uh, – at the university, there's some uh, health – uh, educator students and they were um they were posting that something like a, a man every hour i think is diagnosed with testicular cancer or yeah. in the current cohort more boys that grow into men will get testicular cancer than women get breast cancer and yeah. boy i think if you listen to the popular media you'd never believe that yeah you know it seems like breast cancer is epidemic and then you don't hear much about the other again taking nothing from the breast cancer problem i have some friends whose families were affected by breast cancer, of course. So, No, I was one of the, I, I can't tell you the study off the top of my head, but it was, it was a while back. They, somebody was exhuming bodies, and they found that pretty much everyone, every male they 
they brought out um, had some form of prostate cancer. Yeah, yeah, I think you mentioned that a few weeks ago. Yeah, so between testicular and prostate, and you know what? Let's face it. When you look at pathophysiology, uh, second to lung cancer, which is the number one incidence and killer in both sexes, the gender cancers, the sex cancers, Mm -hmm. are second generally. Yeah. So you know they're a high prevalence. So Um, the other study that I have here is thematic to both Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving, everybody, and also. our topic of the day, which is, I think we'll just call it, it's the little things you treasure. Um, but listen to this. This is a, a 2010 paper, and I have seen this quite often. And I even heard um, discussion of this on Science Friday about six months ago. They had uh, Dr. Andrew uh, Weil, or Weil, um, if a lot of listeners uh, aren't familiar. I know many of you are. He's um, sort of a naturopath, but he's also a real medical doctor. And he's very interested in natural medicine. And he has a book uh, all about positive thinking. And he's going on about the literature. So in the natural foods realm, he's he's very prominently not hokey. So I think you, if you go give him the time of day, I mean, you know, he sort of does look like this uh, bearded, uh, almost hippie kind of guy. But he's, he's very bright. And um, I would point you to that Science Friday podcast. But here's one study um, just to sort of emphasize. It's called Gratitude and Well-Being, a Review and Theoretical Integration. This is Wood and colleagues from the University of Manchester. I know we have a bunch of uh, British listeners. I was just sending them some mugs. Um, I'll cut to the point. It says, gratitude is strongly related to well-being, however defined. So there's many different ways that you can look at well-being, of course. So however you define it, gratitude is strongly linked. It says, and this link may be unique and causal. Now, people might remember from past episodes, I'd also always go along lines of, well, listen, just because two things are correlated, it doesn't mean it's causal. But this is actually saying that it's very likely that gratitude is causal. It causes better health and well-being. Uh, and it says, interventions to clinically increase gratitude are critically reviewed in this paper and concluded to be promising. And then it goes on just to basically say um, it has potential for improving well-being through fostering gratitude with simple exercises. And that's the same message that I heard out of Dr. Wheel on Science Friday months ago was that even simple exercises and reminders, um, basically just being thankful, enhance your health, enhance your well-being, and probably your lifespan. Uh, and especially we've talked about epigenetics a little bit in the past, how you turn certain genes on and off. And you could do that with mental states because of the neuroendocrine link. And, um, you know, there's a lot of data behind this. So I think for, with all of our talk about exercise and nutrition, we need to think about the psychology as well. Um, probably get some more psych people on the show uh, because gratitude, a huge impact, causal impact according to Wood and colleagues. And that was in Clinical Psychological Reviews 2010. So, Anyway, um, as far as other news, I just have one other little tidbit here. I just got back from the post office and sent out another batch of thank you gifts for all of the people who have become supporting members. And you know who you are. I can't go down the whole list. But there's, you know, there was a good number of them. So thank you 50 times since we're in the gratitude mode today. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, I sent off your stuff. Uh, if you're in Britain or uh, South Africa or Australia or Ireland or somewhere like that, you're getting a slightly different gift um, because I can send those through our Zazzle store. Um, usually I'll send you a, a cool mug 
that says I support Iron Radio and stuff like that. So drink it in a manly manner. Yeah. Or, or if you're a, a, a female, uh, some of them were women, uh, you know, drink it in a strong feminine manner. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do you have any other news or anything? Or No, I mean, just a lot of people posting on Facebook. One of the recent ones, just, uh, you know, you see a lot of people, it's day 19, I'm thankful for this or that. Well, Lonnie, Lonnie Ducote posted that uh, this year he's thankful for Iron Radio and thanks us for doing everything and bringing the, a little iron into everybody's lives each week. Um, no, and I, I promptly went on and thanked him. I mean, if it's, if no one was listening, it wouldn't mean a thing. So that's right. You know, that's right. Um, thank you all for listening and uh, spread the word. Let's uh, keep growing this thing. So right on. In fact, I don't give updates very often, but our beginnings were very meager, um, and it's oh. amazing the growth. I mean, if you look at some of the charts of the people who listen in, uh, and yeah. this isn't patting ourselves on the back. This is largely because of our awesome guests and. Uh, but we do try to go the extra mile, do a little homework like Phil just did on that study to see if it's real or, you know, line up some uh, the right kinds of people or yeah. share recent studies, those sorts of things. So uh, it is sort of a public radio attempt uh, out of us. And, um, yeah, it's good to hear that people are, are listening. We have um, right around twenty two to 25,000 people listening each month. So that's that's certainly enough to keep us going. Oh yeah, and, and I and it's going to grow, and we're going to make sure it grows. And eventually, in future years, I think people will be surprised as we we grow this into some other things as well. Uh, okay, so we're going to go to break, and when we get back, we'll talk about the little things you treasure. Hi, this is Dr. Lonnie Lowry, and on behalf of Phil and Rob, I'd just like to let listeners know that if you love us or you hate us, we'd like you to leave a comment or perhaps vote for us on iTunes. It helps us out quite a bit on the popularity side of things. Uh, you can also follow uh, Dr. Lowry, me, on Twitter. Uh, it's Lawnman7 on Twitter if you want to do that. We also have a Facebook page, the Iron Radio uh, listeners page. So... Uh, whether it's leaving a comment or voting for us or following us on Twitter or Facebook, uh, that would be fantastic. Also, uh, occasionally Rob or myself will write an article for another website, and Phil will as well. So lots of ways to um, interact, uh, follow us in other media, and vote for us and uh, keep things going strong on Iron Radio. Thanks. I can't stop feeling some of us don't understand how lucky we are to be living in this Hi listeners, this is Rob Fortress Fortney. I'm here to remind you that as the holiday season approaches and your thoughts turn to giving, we like you to keep Iron Rated in your thoughts. Every week for four years now, it's been our privilege to bring you weekly news, experts, and gym talk. Did you know that now roughly 20,000 brothers and sisters of Iron count on us for these things? Of course, not everyone can afford to be a supporting member or a significant one-time donor. But for those of you willing to pitch in $4 per month or $50 just once, we're about to sweeten the deal. Become a supporting member or major donor between now and January 2013, and a limited number of you will receive a gift worth over $20. And we will never forget our existing supporters. Simply email me via ironradio.org, and I'll send you a free seminar from Dr. Lowry on how to significantly and realistically boost your testosterone levels. Help your iron brothers and sisters who cannot pitch in but deserve better internet programming in our sports. And happy holidays. 
Hello, Iron Radio listeners. This is Dr. Lowry. I just want to offer an update on the protein and resistance exercise book that you hear about in ads at the end of the show. The publisher and I realize that the textbooks have become expensive. This one's $99. So individual electronic chapters have been made available for 20 U.S. dollars. As with Iron Radio, my primary drive here is to get valid, reliable information into the hands of fellow lifters. So if you simply Google CRC Press Protein, you'll find the page where the book is sold. By clicking on ebook purchase at the right, you'll be taken to a page with free introductory parts of the book, as well as each chapter in electronic PDF format. There's also links uh, to other sources in this version. So whether you're interested in an academic heavy hitter like Dr. Peter Lemon sharing protein's history and strength training, or you're a biochem nerd like me and you want to just look at chapter two on protein synthesis and breakdown, or if you want to cut to the chase and get to a chapter on using protein weight control or case studies, you can now do so for just 20 bucks. So please check out CRC Press Protein and see which chapter topic may interest you. Thanks. Like your weekly fix of Iron Radio? In addition to being a popular institute on iTunes, we are also on email. Simply go to www.ironradio.org and sign up for the voluntary email. You'll get a once-per-week email, no more, that's little more than the show notes and a link to the audio. So go for it. Okay, listeners, we're back for this Thanksgiving episode of Iron Radio, and we're talking about it's the little things you treasure is our topic for the day, uh, with a focus, of course, on the strength lifestyle and on the gym. Uh, in the earlier segment, of course, we were, Phil and I were talking about some uh, science that shows gratitude is actually related to health, so we can't overlook the psychological parts of this. Plus, it just makes you a well-rounded person to actually have gratitude for certain things. I actually, yesterday in the gym, uh, since I was listening to my phone, you know, music mixes on my phone, I thought, you know, this is, I'm grateful just to have all these mixes, you know, on my yeah. phone because younger listeners might not remember, but I used to have to fiddle with cassette tapes and a Walkman, oh, yeah. you know, on my hip. And, uh, and before that, I did, I was really just at the mercy of the gym owner, whatever he was yeah. playing, you know. So, um, anyway, while I was doing that, I thought, I'm going to snap some pictures around and just tweet, you know, some of the, the cool things from around the gym, and some of them were actually odd, I guess, but they're just things that you, when you give it some thought, you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I have that, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, some of this is, of, of my list, at least, is unique to my gym, but let's go with you first, Phil. Do you have any specific things to talk about? Oh, I, number one on my list would be, because I hear people talk about it all the time, and, and it can be problematic. Um, I'm th- I have a supportive wife, and th- this is going towards my strength training stuff. Um, I- I've seen a lot of people with their spouse or whatnot aren't, aren't totally into the same thing, and you know m- my wife's totally behind me 100%. She's chucking food at me. She's she'll, she'll push me and make sure I get my training in. She'll smack me if I'm being stupid and training too hard when I'm hurting. Yeah, stuff like that, and that can be a big thing having somebody on your side like that. Um, yeah, I got that too. I mean. Uh Kelly is not a, a lifter herself. She's got some nerve damage in her wrists, uh, unfortunately. But um, but the, the point being is uh, the same thing: shoving food, you know, yep. 
never a lot of attitude about when I have to go to the gym. I mean, I've talked to guys at the gym in the past. I know you have. Mm-hmm. They're... Their girlfriends or wives rule, or if if you're a female lifter, maybe it's even you know the the boyfriend or the husband, yeah. but not wanting to tolerate it, not realizing it's a yep. really important part of who you are, especially after several years, you know. Yeah. And, or they'll they'll flush stuff down the toilet. I've heard all kinds of horror stories oh, about yeah. people flushing various things down the toilet. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna go any further, but not yeah. good, not good at all. Um, yeah. No, and I hear it from both sides as well. I mean, my gym's probably at least 70% female, and, uh, yeah, I've heard it from both sides. So, I mean, it's definitely not just a, a, a right. wife-to-man yes. thing. It's definitely, yeah. yeah, in fact, I'm, I don't know if I could – I don't know. I, just because of my uh, constant focus on it almost, I it, it would be actually sort of hard for me not to be able to come home and have a change of gears, sort of. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I think it's all it, it all depends on how the couple works and whatnot. Yep, yeah. Oh, that that definitely number one on my list. Go ahead, you're next. Uh, you know what? I um, I'm just going to go with the thing I already mentioned just quickly. But I really like having a mix uh, of stuff on my hip. You know, I mean, mm. at first I I wouldn't bring my phone into the gym, and I've actually been doing that some lately. Because then if I if there's an emergency phone call or something, the music will actually drop out, and I can actually hear it. It's not that I take calls in the gym because I don't. But, yeah. Uh, but, you know, God, it's amazing to be able to do that. Just not having to fiddle around with cassette tapes, you know, mm-hmm. and the, the ribbon pulls out and it's in your gym bag and it's just a train wreck and, and you can listen to whatever you want. But I'm also, I think, I'm also grateful for the fact that Pep, Pep Wall, and he's been on the show before, he owns Bodybuilder's Gym where I am. And half the time, the stuff he's blasting loudly is what's on my mixes anyway. Yeah. So I'm like, wow, I, I don't even need my headphones today. And it's, it's sort of metal heavy. But, you know, there's also other good stuff mixed in there, so. Uh. No, I agree. I'm the same way. And, uh, you know, I guess it's, I use now Slacker Radio. It's kind of like a Pandora type thing. Yeah. And, yeah, my uh, wife's actually uh, into that pretty much. It's like two two or three bucks a month. And I can just plug in. If I want a song, I can write, type it in and it'll play. You know, or you can, it'll play. And then if you keep it there, it'll play songs like that. So we, we always have that costly blaring in the gym. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you what it'll, else. It'll bounce around. I, um. I'll, I'll even put some classic music mixed in with some of my metal and stuff, and that's the kind of stuff you, I would never get, you know. Um, I think on in a commercial gym coming through the speakers, so yeah. you know the epic stuff like old Dorian Yates posing music, like um, Carmina Burena or uh, yeah. Flight of the Valkyries by Wagner. You know, I mean, this is heroic, <laughs> epic stuff. Or I'll even yeah. take movie quotes sometimes from like the Conan movie, or uh, you know, different kind of war films and stuff, and I'll actually put the the audio quotes in between the songs of my mix. I mean, you can really get yeah. elaborate with this stuff. Mm-hmm. So. It's amazing. I don't know. I And I know a lot of people are that way, but I'm very vocally inspired, I guess is what you'd call it. The music playing definitely has a big influence on, on me. Oh, yeah. And meets not so much, because I get in that zone anyways, I think. So it doesn't really matter that much what's playing, because I'm already freaking hyped up and in my zone anyways. But in the gym, it's definitely that way. Yep. Yep. Uh... Okay, what about you? What's next on your list? My next is, uh, you know, I, I'm thankful for to be, you know, self-employment and have my own gym, you know, and all my clients, uh, my powerlifting team and the whole gym family I have here. Um, we got a great thing going on, and it's nice to have that. It's, it's great to be, kind of be able to handpick that and, and build this community. Um, and I'm thankful for each and every one of them. I mean, we've had everything happen from 
from great strength training to great get-togethers to, you know, somebody gets hurt or somebody uh, has out-of-life issues, and we're all always there for each other. So It's interesting you, you, you bring that up because this morning on Morning Joe, sometimes I'll watch um, some of these political shows in the morning. I'm getting ready for work or whatever, and um, but they were talking about how small businesses are responsible for 64% of everybody who's employed in the United States, but that many of them have a very strong sense of almost a, a paternal or maternal feeling by the person who owns the facility or you know mm-hmm. like they want to provide health care for their employees or they have that sort of family feel um, and I think that's natural you know you get groups yeah. of uh, small to medium sized groups of people and, and there is going to be that sort of familial thing going on so for sure I mean I me and my wife are as much strength coaches as we are psychologists at times for sure so yeah. And then we're friends with every one of our clients. I mean, we had one, we've had a couple of people go, go for surgeries and stuff. One was due to some, some female issues and things like that. And it was a matter of, uh, okay, it's time to pitch in. And we all kind of, my, my wife spearheaded it and we figured a way to have them dinners for them. Oh, good. For every night for a week and stuff like that. It's things like that. I mean, it's, we're, we're more than just training partners and, and it's great to have that, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely something that I, I'm something. Uh, I actually put a couple of almost silly little physical things on my list, and I was actually tweeting some of these. Like, I really like certain handles or dumbbells in the gym. Um, like, we have a push down bar, and I don't, I don't do tons of push downs except for a little finishing work, and I, I doubt you do much of that. But I like the ones with the athletic tape, the old athletic tape wrapped around them. I do, mm. You can't beat that. I don't know. I, there's just something about that I, I really like. And I was also s- sending out some pictures of like, uh, I like solid dumbbells, like not the plate dumbbells, because yeah. sometimes yeah. If, if you get a really heavy one, the plates are almost too big on either side and they kind of bump into your forearms. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And yeah. the big ones that are almost old school, like just r- iron balls on either end, there's yeah. there's quite a few of those uh, at, at Bodybuilder's Gym there. And this is really great because you can grab – just a nice hundred pound set of dumbbells and boom, boom, boom. And I just, I just really like that. Again, I know it's, it's sort of silly, but it, it was making me just sort of grateful that I've got a gym like this where there are some rusty or chalky plates, you mm-hmm. know, that you could tell those plates have built lots of physiques, you know, over the years. Yeah. Stuff like that where if I was in a, uh, I don't know, one of these cheesy chain gyms, uh, not to mention any in particular, but none of that would be there. And yeah. I'd have people yelling at me for being, um, what, what do they say, you're, you're um, disruptive. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, there's none of that at my gym. I mean, there's one guy at the gym who, honestly, I think he's a little maladjusted, and he screams like primal scream therapy every time he does the slightest movement. And nice. I think, if anything, people will, they either just put up with it or ignore him, or I think, if anything, worst case scenario, someone would say, you know, we don't really need to get that excited. You know, put the effort yeah. into the weight. You know, yeah. but I mean, but imagine, I mean, he would have been, he'd be thrown out of a thrown out of a chain gym overnight. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, he yeah, he'd barely know. make it in the door. Yep. So, yep. no, I'm the same way. I, I like the, uh, I'm very much into the old school equipment. You know, a good barbell and some some steel, and I'm I'm there. I'm I'm right at home. So, yeah. It's just not the same if everything's coated in plastic. And now, don't get me wrong. I know a lot of the uh, Olympic lifting, the plates are rubberized and stuff. And those, yeah. those don't offend me in the slightest. Those are yeah, and for reason. But I, I love my old nickel-coated barbells that get a little rusty, and you know they're not not all chromed out. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Pep definitely lets his stuff get a little bit of that slightly 
brown orange powdery mm-hmm. rusty look to it. Okay. Yeah. And he's he's not going to go oil it down as soon as that happens. And you know, like I said, it, it sort of suggests that those have been tools. They, those have been put to good use building a lot of bodies. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, geez, what was next? On hundred pound plates. I'm thankful for a hundred pound plates. I finally have hundred pound plates here, so I've got four of them, and that that makes my job much easier. Yeah. Um, it's nice to be able to slap on four plates and be at four forty five. So it, it it brings down my cardio. There you so go. So loading plates. That's right. So. so you don't waste calories doing stuff like loading yeah, the bar. Exactly. So. <laughs> uh, wait, are those yeah. new in your gym then, or? I've had them for about a month. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, on the flip side of that, it's funny how plates go. Uh, what we were training, um, uh, I think it was me and Mike Nelson and, and uh, Dr. Cotter, Josh Cotter, uh, in DC uh, at a conference uh, about a year ago, and. Um, they had the oddest plates in this gym. It was a CrossFit gym. Um, mm-hmm. But the plates were, and I know some listeners know what I'm talking about, they're like falsely huge. Apparently, they were only 45-pound plates, but they were like six or eight inches wide. Ah, I've seen them, And they yeah. were foam rubberized, like on yeah. the outside. And it was hilarious. I God, I wish I would have had pictures because, you know, after you put four of those on a side, and you're all the way out to the end of the bar. Yeah. And on top of it, this is just comical, but they had very cheap Olympic bars. And you know what I mean, those cheap ones, they mm-hmm. bend. Um, yeah. And it looked like the front of one of these you know, cartoony T-shirts or something. And just, I'm yeah. going boom, boom, boom. And it's just, and all of us were. because, And it just looks like we're, you know, titans. <laughs> titans. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I shot a video not too long ago where I put 365 pounds worth of rubber on the bar. I mean, it was I could barely fit a collar. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it was just yeah, much <laughs> like you're lifting a thousand pounds. That's it, great. It's sort of the opposite of what you're saying. Instead of trying to you know just use the big heavy plates and make yeah. it count, it's and you you know that when they create those things, I mean, there there's maybe something I'm missing, but you got to think that part of that is a little ego trip for the. Oh yeah, it's got to be. I don't know what so. whatever. <laughs> And stuff. Uh, you know, here's another one. This is just again a little thing I was going on taking pictures of, but just like with the music mix that I think is very specific to my gym, um, there's also a, a mix of magazines laying on different counters around the gym, and I, I just think that bodybuilders. It was ranked one of the top hardcore gyms in the country, and you can kind of see why. And I'll give you some examples of the decor in a minute, but um, you know, there's this mix of magazines. There's Flex, as you might guess, Maxim. But then you'll see like Hot Rod or Curves magazine, like other stereotypically guy magazines. But then mm-hmm. mixed in with these Scientific American, I kid you not, National Geographic. So there's this like mix of brains and brawn, all, you know, all over the magazine counters. Old Powerlifting USA's, you know, I mean, yeah. it's just right up my alley, you know. So, and I, I know some of our listeners really like the science stuff, and some, you know, don't need it as much, but. uh the mix of the magazines that are around are just awesome. Yeah. Uh, again, I think anybody who had, has any doubt that Brains and Brawn are natural bedfellows, if they came in the gym, they'd look on the counters, and I think they would start to be their attitude would be corrected almost immediately. You know, like, oh, Scientific American or Forbes or Business Week. You know, and I don't know where Pep gets all these things, but mm-hmm. um, it's just that mix that immediately starts to debunk that we're all just you know. Oh, uh, meatheads, you know, but there's plenty yeah, of there's plenty of meathead in there too, though. But you know what I mean? So, yeah, for sure. But I mean, I mean that kind of feeds into my next one. But I mean, it's a, uh, 
you know, most of the people I know and the biggest and strongest and best people are very smart as well. Um, which leads into mine. I mean, my next one is just I'm thankful for kind of the inner circle of people that I've been privileged to know and, and become friends with over the last 15 years and that I can, you know, when there, when there's something training wise or nutrition wise, I, I can drop an email or drop a call. It's, it's just amazing to me. And I'm very humbled to be, be able to be in, in kind of the presence of that and, and be part of all these people, yourself included. Right on. Well, thank you. And I'll tell you, that was on my list too, Phil. Uh, <laughs> I, I just sent a tweet out of the, there's an old trophy cabinet, uh, at the front of the gym with all of the national championships and stuff that guys have won over the years. Cause, you know, all the way back to the powerlifting days of Dave Jacoby and, and, but lots of, um, state and regional and national titles in bodybuilding and powerlifting. And there's just this old school trophy cabinet. And I put the picture, uh, online, but, um, very grateful for that kind of stuff. Like the people around me, they know what they're doing. You know, yeah. uh, and I, and again, I think that's part of the impetus for Iron Radio is we're fortunate enough to actually be around like these people, whether it's in actual proximity while you're lifting, like I was discussing, or like you're saying, you can call someone mm. or, uh, and just ask. And Iron Radio opens that door to anybody who wants it. You yeah. Know, at least on some measure. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, let's see, is it my turn or your turn? It's yours. Uh, I was walking around, and I mentioned decor earlier. I was, I'm actually grateful for some of the funny stuff on the walls in the gym. Um, yeah. There's some stuff that have been built up over the years, and some of it's apparently serious, but it's also got a slightly super macho, comical, you know, side to it. Like um, uh, there's a there's a stag head coming out of the walls across the gym. There's big bull horns coming out of the walls on the other side. Um, there's a uh, there's a tampon dispenser by the squat rack, and it says nice. above it, seriously, it's leg day. You're going to need one. Uh, there's just <laughs> stuff like that all around the gym. Uh, above the urinal, it says, well done. Now flush. <laughs> nice. And, you know, there's the usual signs like your mom doesn't work here. Pick up after yourself. Or you go down the, a couple feet further down. Your mom still doesn't work here. Continue to pick up after yourself. So, you know, there's stuff on the walls like that that I, I think is it's just kind of fun. And it just kind of adds to the atmosphere. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, that's always a, a big part of it for sure. Um let me think. Uh probably not too PC, but if if you're as beat up and have as many dings and dents as me, I'm I'm thankful for NSAIDs and opiates. They they help me get through the night and day at times. <laughs> it's been a bad couple weeks with my hip. Oh and, has uh, it? Oh yeah. Oh I mean I'm in a real hard training training cycle and we've got like three more weeks left and it's just been my hip's been on fire, but I've still got in there, and, and I've got the work done, and uh, just knowing that in three more weeks I get to take a break. So right, I, I I waffle with that quite a bit. I know Fortress was saying he was a, you know, he's always scared of masking pain to train through mm-hmm. it. There's always that fine line, you know, because you yeah, you is. don't want to be abusive like that. But uh, pain medications, they can also. I mean, what's the purpose of pharmacies to improve the quality of life? You know, and yeah. if and if you've got chronic pain, managing that so you can exercise, that's not automatically a bad thing. No, yeah, I, I agree, and it's to the point. You know, to me, it's just it's limiting as much as I can, and it'll be okay. It's time to train. I got to It's either have a crap training session, or I'm going to take something and do well and uh, continue to get stronger. So yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I've got I've got lofty goals and i gotta keep going right well and i think you have said since the early days of this uh show that being completely frank high level performance in sport and 
wellness and health yeah. are not always completely congruent. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah. No. No, no. The stuff I'm doing now isn't isn't for my health, for sure. I know I'm doing more damage, but I mean, I'm, I'm at that point anyway. The doctors, it's the hips got to re- be replaced anyways. And it's just keep going as long as you can. Right. So. Yep. Yeah. I'll tell you, uh, one of the things on my list is is related to what you said. Uh, all the little stuff in my gym bag, and I took a picture of this and tweeted this too. But I, I just thought, you know, let's look in here. And these are I'm, I'm, and things that I'm very grateful for, like sleeves for my veteran elbows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my, now my robo elbow, my titanium staple elbow, it doesn't <laughs> nag anymore. It's all good. It's all good. But the uh, now it's weird, but it's not painful, you know. Yeah. But the other side, thank God for my elbow wraps, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, ibuprofen, it's on my list, stuff yeah. that's in my bag. Um, be a huge fan. I know listeners know we're fans of that for the anti-inflammatory effects too. And, yeah. and like we said, we'll have Nick Bird on even discussing the potential for, uh, rebound anabolic effects from ibuprofen, which is very kind of interesting. Um, yeah. my mouthpiece, I've been using, you know, just a dental kind of mouthpiece. I got a mid-range one. I didn't go get fitted for one of the dentists because he wanted like $200 or something, but for like, I don't know, 30 bucks or whatever, I think I went to a, a pharmacy or whatever, and um, we had Bill Eben on the show, and he was talking about how it's in, it's a physical ergogenic aid, you know, to bite down very strongly, and you get, I don't know, 5 or 10% more out of your lifts. He was, he was hes- hesitant to give us a percentage, but um, I do that on my big lifts, and I do think it makes a difference. So um, I do that when I bench and when I squat, uh, mostly. But so I'm grateful for the mouthpiece, my cash book. For years, I've recorded my training in cash books. I don't know why I just started doing it because you know they got the nice columns, you know, for, yeah. for numbers, and it's, it's got to be a very particular layout. Uh, and there's one particular brand that I use mostly from, um, uh, I don't know, one of the major uh, drugstore chains. And I farm. I actually look around for this thing, but um, <laughs> I, 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 it's part of my ritual. You know, when I'm done yeah. it, pre-workout ritual, sure. There's. I also have a cool my jets post-workout where I sit in my car, you know, put on some relaxing music yeah. uh, or just the air, and I just ca- calmly fill out my training journal. I, I'm not the kind of person yeah. who runs to it between sets. You know, I find that distracting. But when all is said and done, I mean, I can remember the last 90 minutes for goodness' sake. Yeah. You know, so I just. I, I fill it out, and uh, so I'm grateful for my cash book. <laughs> uh, so that's at least you know some of the things from my my gym bag. I'm grateful for having those handy. Yeah. Um. Jeez. Um. Yes, this is kind of a catch twenty two, but I, I'm thankful for the abundance of easily attainable food because without it, I'd, I'd have a hell of a time putting on weight. Oh, that's but, a good uh, one, Phil. You know, it's 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 kind of a, and I've said it before on the show. I mean. I, I firmly believe half of what's leading to, you know, the, the same thing that's leading to the obesity epidemic, I think, is also leading to, like, a lot of the freaks and stuff you're seeing in the NFL and things like that. Um, we've got so much food now, easily attainable, that these guys are able to get huge. You know, whereas years before, it wasn't like I think that. that's true. It's, the, it's, it's this immense amount of calories are, are helping make giants. Yeah, you know? the bane <laughs> of the general population becomes the boon of the lifter who's trying to gain, yeah, you know. Exactly. I mean, how many you times know? have you, you've been around healthcare people, and every time you hear about weight change, it's always strategies to lose, 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 mm-hmm. lose. And I can understand that's because so many of us are over fat. Yeah. 
But, you know, then I'll bring up that, it, hey, it's actually very difficult to gain weight, too. Do you guys know mm-hmm. that? You know, and yeah. that's usually news to a lot of people because they just think, oh, you can just, you know, it's like, wait a minute. You know, we're talking about partitioning nutrients into muscle mass instead yeah. of just fat. I mean, anybody can just go chug quarts of Coke or 7-Up or Mountain Dew or yeah. something and wash it down with a sloppy Big Mac. That's not what I'm talking about. Uh, and we've talked about this before. There's even a time for that, maybe, when you're depleted or, yeah. you know. You just got what came out of the gym for hours. And not because you're counting calories, but, you know, because you're depleted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think that's right. And I think uh, listeners who live abroad, uh, when they come to the United States, are like, oh, my God, there's such a huge uh, variety of stuff here. Even Fortress, when he comes down from Canada, or when I visited him, I've seen it sort of the opposite. He's like, you have whole <laughs> aisles of sin down here. <laughs> you yeah. know, just nothing but a whole aisle for candy bars, you know, or, yep. but like you're saying, you can also take advantage of high calorie items, uh, that you don't, you, you actually, you have a choice of different brands yeah. of d- different items even. And yeah, exactly. I, I just don't think a lot of countries uh, have the, that level of consumerism, you know. Mm-hmm. No, that's a really good one. Well, I'll tell you, man, that's about what I've got. I mean, I'm sure I'm grateful for many other things, but yeah, I mean as well. I mean, I think we're we're pretty much tapping at least the ones that are. We don't need to go past the training environment ones for sure for for our audience, but yeah, since that's um, our topic, pretty much every week yeah. is you know yeah, liking the liking the life. I mean, being a lifer, you know, I mean, all these things. Yeah. I think you're grateful for them because you're a lifer, and it, it's sort of reciprocal. You know, the yeah. the more you get into it, the more you appreciate them. Uh, over the years and stuff like that. But cool. Well, happy holidays, everybody. Yeah, everybody have a great Thanksgiving. Be a little gluttonous. It's okay. You know, I mean, that's a. Uh, oh yeah. That's uh, I, I hear too many people that are around the holidays. They're like, ah, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna be 100 percent clean. And it's like, you know, there's there's 363 other days out of the year. That's what I say. As long as you don't make the holiday season a 30 day yeah, cookies and, from- and cupcakes, you know, leftovers fest. Absolutely. Like I, I have friends who are dietitians. They talk about um, recipe rehab. I'm like, not on Thanksgiving. Don't even go there. Yeah. I want no, real drippings in my gravy. You know, yeah. I want real pumpkin pie. So yeah, it's just realizing that you know the holiday doesn't start tomorrow and end the first of January. Right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know? so, so yeah, go go have some go have some turkey and sit down and eat a football game or whatever and, and have a good time. So okay. Thanks a lot, everybody. Iron Radio is accepting donations. If you like what we do, the professors, the scientists, the bodybuilding show promoters, the athletes themselves in powerlifting and bodybuilding, um, please consider making a donation or maybe buying something from the ironradio.org store. Uh, We also are accepting supporting members. So for $4 a month, which is frankly less than the bank sneaks out of your account in fees, you can step up and support a form of sort of public radio for the bodybuilding and powerlifting and strength community. Hey, IronRadio.org listeners. This is Lonnie Lowry, and I'm just bringing you a sneak peek only for Iron Radio listeners at this point. If you Google CRC Press, Lowry, L-O-W-E-R-Y, and Protein, you can be some of the first people on the planet to see this book. It's specifically for strength athletes, Everything on the safety of high-protein diets, the efficacy, the dosing, the types, 
practical applications and case studies. This is a textbook. It's not what I would call an industry book. This is not pseudoscience. This is the state-of-the-art science. And if someone wants to critique you on your extra protein intake, this will be something you can hold up and say, this is what the liter literature says about stressed kidneys or bone loss or gout or dehydration or increased muscle mass over time or leanness or what types are best. This is the ultimate source in one place. Little disclosure here, I do make a single digit percentage of royalties on this book. It's such a low amount, however, obviously I haven't done it for that purpose. I did it because like you, I wanna have something I can hold up in one place that's modern literature instead of what a, perhaps a health educator might tell you about the benefits and the potential concerns, if there are any, on ample protein diets specific to a population like ours. Thank you. The Iron Radio Podcast and all of the audio on ironradio.org is for informational purposes only. If you're interested in starting a diet or exercise program, it's important to check with your physician. Also seek the help of registered dietitians, athletic trainers, and qualified exercise physiologists in order to make the progress that you need.